Hello, welcome back to Top Track, the weekly podcast that deliberates and celebrates rock and roll's greatest albums, both classic and new, one alphabetical letter at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, Andrew Mull. I'm another of your co-hosts, Matt Tessier. I'm a guest, uh, Scott Robb. Thanks for being here, Scott. Damn glad to be here. The guy's so nice, they named him twice. (laughs) Yeah, my middle name's Chris. You have three first first names. names. Yes. Can't top that. (laughs) That's why I gave my kids last names first, Jackson and Landry. (laughs) That's nice, man. True story. That's that's a heartwarming. It doesn't get any better than that. It really does. Good night, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end of our show. (laughs) That's it. Where are you from? Uh, South Detroit. South Detroit. A A city boy. (laughs) Born and raised. Born and raised. Yeah, basically Detroit. Um, Dearborn, Michigan. Uh, that's where I went to high school and, and, and all that. And so we just, everyone just says Detroit. It's a lot easier. Oh. So how far is Dearborn from Detroit? They touch. It's like, oh, uh, they, okay. it's like Airline Highway. On this side, Airline Highway would be Detroit. On this side is Dearborn. They touch on two different spots. So okay. It's, and how did you wind up here? So I uh, do radio. I, did morning, I do morning radio. have done it for a long, long time. And uh, I was a writer and executive producer for morning radio there. And uh, the short version... I found out how much the guys on the morning show were making, and I was writing their stuff, and so I decided I wanted to be on the radio so I could actually afford to live, and uh, the first place that would put me on the air was 102.5 WFMF in 1994. Nice. I remember that station. Yeah. Um, So... This guy gets paid to talk for a living, Andrew. This is very intimidating. Oh, it's not going to get paid a lot. Don't worry. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I mean, this is like uh, two amateur filmmakers asking Martin Scorsese to <laughs> oh, be in their movie God. about filmmaking. <laughs> oh, man. This is this is a next level as far as I'm right. concerned. And wait, let me pick my feet up. It's getting, it's getting pretty deep. <laughs> it's the high watermark for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining my us. Son yeah, will love it. My son's me. a film major. So okay. he's a huge Scorsese fan. So. Nice. Well, yeah. that's... And he doesn't listen to my radio show. So, even better. Does your other son at least listen to your radio show? On the way to school, he yes. Yeah, I think he listens more so that so he's not embarrassed when he gets to school in case you know something is said, which something I usually try off, and do that yeah. before he gets in the car. Some of his teachers I know listen for a fact. Okay, and but they asked me not to tell him. And so far, yeah. that's worked out. But he's only a freshman. My kids don't listen to the podcast, so if that makes you feel any better, perfect. Wife doesn't either. Jackson, Jackson likes the, I do the night show too, the rock shop from seven to midnight by myself. He kind of likes that one because, you know, we've been to see Iron Maiden together and we've seen Judas Priest a couple times and Ween and, you know, so he's my concert buddy. He's, he's 19. So I play a lot of that at night. So y'all saw the cure recently together. The cure. You? That was a phenomenal show. They, New Orleans. Yes. And it was the first show of the tour. Okay. And they hadn't toured, um, here, hadn't been here in quite a while, but. I went, I went to that last show, their B-Sides tour. Okay. That was, that was a rough one. A lot of deep cuts, y'all. I oh, love yeah. The Cure, but mm-hmm. there was some deep cuts that this I wasn't prepared for. This one was phenomenal. It, okay. It, two and a half hours long. No, I'm sorry. It was like three hours and ten minutes. And they played two of the songs they played. They hadn't played in, well, one of them since 1986, and another one my, my son would remember. So And it was, and we were literally, <laughs> I won the tickets on the radio. We were in the last row of the, I'm not exaggerating, the last row of the Smoothie King Center. Because nice. that's the tickets the winners <clears throat> got for that show. <laughs> and it was still phenomenal. It was a great show. And that's I'd seen good. them in 88 okay. at the Palace of Auburn Hills in Detroit and uh, one other time. And that was phenomenal. Well, and you'd mentioned that when you saw Depeche Mode, the sound was really good. The sound was amazing Same at Depeche place. Mode. Yeah. Just incredible. Best sound I've ever heard in a concert. Yeah. By far. And have you been to a show at the Superdome? No, I think I saw the police at the Superdome. Man. Okay. 
You, Andrew? Yeah. Okay. So I saw what, you two there five or six years ago. And, Great sound. Okay. So they've fixed a couple things there since Katrina. Mm-hmm. So oh, we, yeah, I, I used to do, I did mornings in New Orleans, 97 to 01, and I saw you two with Third Eye Blind opening up for them, and it was horrendous. And it wasn't oh. because, I mean, obviously you two, the acoustics were so bad. Mm, really? And, and then um, uh, Elton John and um, Billy Joel were coming together, and I'm like, I'm not going. I'm not going to go to the Superdomacy. And they're like, you got to go see them. They know what they're doing. They've been there before. And they had these curtains that they had put up. So obviously they had dealt with it before. I'm not sure, but they sounded great there. But the U2 Third Eye Blind show was horrible. Mm. Third Eye Blind's not that great in concert anyway, but that's another story. Well, when I saw, we saw U2, is the Joshua Tree tour. Yeah. And it was stellar. It was yeah. immaculate. The sound was great. Right. The opening at Beck opened, and he his sound wasn't great. But, you know, I know that they don't give the great sound to the openers. Sure. Like, but when but when you two came out, it mm-hmm. was like, yeah, all the bells and whistles. It sounded great. Yeah, we were on the floor, and floor is always dicey. Yeah, we were on the floor for yeah. that third eye blind show. Uh, I want to go see the I want to go see the U two show at, at Sphere? the Sphere in yeah. Vegas. I just saw the Grammys the other night, and when that they was, when uh, they did that, that I was, was like, gotta oh, go. Oh, I didn't the see that. that. They they had a, a what they they did a, a show. Song. They did a song from the Sphere, and then they called you two did yeah. Which song did they do? It was a terrible new song. Yeah. Oh, really? Thank you. I'm yeah. glad you said it. Well, somebody had yeah. to say it before we got too far. It was... Yeah. I love you too, by the way. One of my favorite bands of all yeah. time. But, but it, it wasn't was, good. It was a bad song. Yeah. I'm glad I missed that. But they got the downloads they wanted, apparently. Yeah. So they all made 11 cents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we are here to uh, get to... Le- we are up to letter J. And Scott was kind enough to bring... One of his uh, favorite albums from Letter J. Scott, who did you bring? It's it's more a um, trip down memory lane. The first album I ever bought was Journey's Escape, and what 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 had happened was um, I I'd bought a couple of forty fives because oh I like that song I like that song, and for um, Christmas my the closest cousin to me David um, that year he's five years older than me that year he got Escape from Journey Christmas Eve we were at my aunt Sharon's house. He got it. My mom got it for him. He opened it up. He's like, come on. We went upstairs. He put it on his record player, and he put it on. I was like, oh, my God. I got to have this. Now, part of it, I'm sure, looking back is I was used to, well, there's one song. <laughs> you know, take it off, put another one on, or the stack, you know, how it went down. But just I had to have it. And I just started playing the drums, and so there was kind of a couple different things going on there. So that was in Christmas 81. So I would have got it for my birthday, which is January 82, so it had a sentimental meaning to me to that particular album. So that you were what ten? You said I was just turned ten. Just turned ten. Yeah. What was the first album that you remember getting? Do you remember? Well, so when I was uh, first started collecting, us, yeah. So, so I, I was buying cassettes, and I, I think I got the Hook soundtrack. But then when I got to CDs, I got a little cooler. I think I got um, the Hook soundtrack. The Hook. Soundtrack. The hook I'm glad soundtrack. you jumped on that. I don't I know him that not, well. I uh, I think my first CD though was Tom Petty's Full Moon Fever. And, oh, that's and okay. You two, uh, Joshua Tree. So I think I redeemed. If it makes you feel any better. My first because that was the first one I purchased. The first album that I got was actually an eight track. Okay. And it was Grease, the movie soundtrack. Well, nothing wrong with that. And then um, so you would have been six. Well, did you get it when it came out? Mm, probably not. Uh, I don't remember. Okay. Because it came out four years before. No, three years before. 77, 78, yeah. 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 So then, um, and then I got Peter Chris, 
the single, uh, that, the solo, I mean, the solo uh, which had the song uh, New York Groove and Beth. No, 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 no. Nope. Peter Chris. No, no. Peter Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Ace. You're thinking of Ace. Peter Chris. The Peter Chris solo album is atrocious. Yes. It's atrocious. Yes. But Beth is the only top 10 song Kiss has ever had. And yeah. it's on that. Beth is not on the Peter Chris solo album. Oh, that's album. right. That's the big uh, misnomer. And then he put a... <laughs> put a big pile of shit on his solo album <laughs> yeah well if i recall it's a bunch of crooner c- covers and those it's, are the it's ego a, albums yeah let's be careful how we tread on kiss i love kiss so I do that's, too but so those, those are you available albums? for k i can be first what, what was mine, yours yeah mine was uh prince purple rain wow that's I a was cool eight one. years old yeah to this day it's one of my favorite albums of all time it holds up it, it turns out it's unbelievable yeah. yeah, it's a great album. Is Journey one of your? Is Journey in your top five bands? Like, where do you no, put Journey? Because okay. I met Steve Perry. Uh, right, let's go ahead and end this show right <laughs> okay. now. No, yeah, and um, yeah. it turned me off to Journey for quite a while. He seems like wow. a very humble, plain spoken, <laughs> grounded, salt guy, of right? the earth kind of guy. Steve Perry with the P. Now, I guess we. Two oh, different. I was thinking Stephen Perry, my accountant. Yes, he. I'm sure he's a good guy. He is. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I played uh, AAA. Uh, hockey and traveled all over Canada and blah 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 for hockey growing up and I was it would have been Bantam so I was 14 it would have been 1986 and uh, that was a Raised on Radio yes the Raised on Radio tour and um, it would have been let's see October maybe mid-October maybe beginning of November and we were in the the a tournament over in Buffalo and um, we had won the games that we needed to win that day and so we were going to be in the, the semifinals the next morning and, um, you know, you're at a hotel, you're in a foreign place, you just kind of teenagers walk around the hotel or whatever. And it was like 1130 at night, or maybe it was actually later than that. Because me and Chris Winkleson, uh, Winkleseth had went down to grab like a Coke or something or whatever it was. And we're walking back through the hallway. And all of a sudden, there comes Steve Perry. Walked, the show obviously had ended and they came back to the hotel. And he and a bodyguard are coming down the, the wow. hallway right at us. And Chris goes... You're Steve Perry. And he goes, he tells wow. him to F off. Are you kidding? F off, kid. Wow. I mean, that's basically F you. And the bodyguard with him literally picked Christian up, 14-year-old kid, and moved him to the side. Wow. And Steve walked past. And that was it. And then the next morning, Chris's mom was a spitfire. And for some reason, the band was checking out. Like, I'd never seen that. But, like, bands usually <laughs> leave in the middle of the night or whatever. The band's standing in the lobby. and In the morning. In the morning. Checking out or Paying whatever. Paying mini bar bill. And, yeah, pretty much. And Christian's mom made a beeline for Steve, and she lit him up. Nice. Tore him up. It was That was great. That's awesome. And he's like, I'm sorry. It was a rough night, and da 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 and this and that. And he, so he asked me, he's like, look, hey, kid, you want an autograph? And this is my proud moment as a 14-year-old rebel. No. <laughs> and I walked away. And that was, uh, looking back, I was like, damn, I should have got that autograph. An autograph of my Street Talk solo album from 1984? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. So you said the album is called Escape. I have in my notes, it's E5C4P3. <laughs> Correct. Okay. All right. Let's make and the sure. song that was on the album was Escape. So this album came out in July of 1981. So you must have bought it about... Christmas 81. Christmas 81. It was when my cousin got it, and then I got it. My birthday January 6th. So it would have been right after that with my, Chris, with my birthday money. Okay. I like to do a little research into other albums that came out the same month as Sweet. the album we're doing. Okay. Are y'all ready for I'm this? Are y'all ready this. for this, this list? My favorite okay. part of the show. All right. ELO, Time, Stevie Nicks, Belladonna. Damn. And that's the one, I believe, that had Stop Dragging My Heart Around, Edge of 17. I think those are both on that one. 
Go-Go's Beauty and the Beat, hmm. which is Our Lips Are Sealed. I have the uh, 45 we got the beat. from We Got the Beat. Def Leppard, High and Dry. Eh. Huh. Yeah. Pyromania was next. And, and Foreigner better. 4. Oh, wow. July of 1981. Came out two weeks before uh, Journey Escape. Had that 8-track. And, and then uh, Ramon's Pleasant Dreams, which Ramon's Pleasant Dreams doesn't ring a bell at all to me. I know Ramon's, but I don't remember Pleasant Dreams. I'm, I'm sure. I don't know that one either. I'm sure it's a fine album. Yeah. But anyway, pretty big month for yeah. rock and roll albums. Uh, this one came out July 31st of 81. And yeah, I think it finished the year as the fifth highest selling album of the year. Fourth was... Stevie Nicks, Belladonna. So it was right below hers. Okay. I think the number one album of that year was Queen's Greatest Hits. Now, um, I Unless also I have some notes. Which had Flash oh, um, on it. Which had what? Flash. Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon and probably the had Flash Under Gordon. Pressure. And it had David, soundtrack, yeah, David Bowie. Had yeah. Under Pressure. What, okay. what, do you okay. have, what do you have? I sir? have number one on the Billboard 200 charts, but fact checking is not our thing here. Well, good, because I... <laughs> top track. More questions than answers. Okay. That's kind of our motto. Number one on the top 200. For, well, you, uh, have, you have this one as number one? That's what I have, man. No. Look, it's right here. It's right here. Well, you wrote it yourself. All right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's right there. So was that 81 or 82, though? Unassailable. Because they actually had more hits from the I album mean, in 82 Scott. than they did in 81. Who's to know? <laughs> well, because it's not like now where, you know, there it is. They release yeah, it and I everything's... Mean, these oh, details may be hits. important for radio men like yourself. <laughs> okay. Who what I'm, rely what I'm trying on to say accurate is, information. I'm trying to say you you could be right and he could be right. Because oh, in 81, okay. it could have been number four. I'm not used to But in that. 82, because remember, Open Arms wasn't a hit right away. That's true. That's true. He's Which, being nice. Well, what is this feeling inside me? <laughs> this is so out of sorts. Um, by the way, Steve Perry, if you want to sound off on uh, Scott Robb's story, call 877-TOP-TRACK. Oh. And uh, we'll always give the other side an opportunity to share their side of the story is this a setup <laughs> it's like, is, is the phone gonna ring he's outside oh, okay Steve perry this is your life <laughs> he's in the green room five singles off of this album i'm interested in the all but one from side a this is a front loaded album yeah should yeah, i go through the yeah, track that's listing fair. that's fair should i go through the track listing real quick or do you yes. have something else before we do no that? i just want to say a lot of notes so get I, to that this is we, all i do we, at night look, Scott. look this he was joking about the research we put a lot of time into this um so, what, what do you got like five you got five no, bullet no, points no, there no, when All you right. said we don't use our phones, I just took the ones off my phone that I didn't see. Look, I got, I have three pages. Do you have E five C four P three as one of your notes? That's the name. Well, of the you album? left out the Beatle too. Oh, it's a scarab, I think. Wow, see, I stay in school. Scarab. We didn't have that in DJ school. So. It might be a Beatle. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Y'all want to talk about the cover art right now? Um, let's get it out the way. I, okay, so it's a, it's a what? He said uh, it's, it's a, a scarab. 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 Okay. It looked like a tongue <laughs> what? St- stuck through a jellyfish. I'm, I'm looking at this right now. What are you talking about? See how it looks like a beetle? That's, you don't have to show it to me. I looked at it okay. for It's kind of cool. It's supposed it almost to be looks like, a, like one of those 3D posters. So if All I'm, their albums look like that, actually. If I remember correctly from an old interview, it was supposed to be like a spaceship blasting through whatever imaginary planet that was escaping that planet. Mm. So that's supposed to be a spaceship. That's a horrible job of a spaceship leaving that whatever the hell that is. This is prime Star, Star Trek, Wars, Star, Star, Wars. Yeah, Star yeah. Trek, Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yeah. So everything is sci-fi. What were, did you have something else about the uh, cover? No, I was just going to say, I think it was taken directly from the NASA archives. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it looks like a technical that. drawing to yeah. me. Very. Of something that actually happened in space. The colors have a kind of an LSD thing going with them. Yeah. It's What's beautiful. It? Yeah. It's beautiful. All their albums are one-word titles. 
because you have, I think what precedes this is an album called Captured, which I believe is live, a live album that came out in 81. And the Frontiers was right after it because I got that cassette. And okay. Frontiers comes out right after Escape. Is there a zero in Frontiers as the O? There should be. I don't know. <laughs> Let's there check is. on that later. And of course, before Captured is Departure, mm-hmm. which of course is the final album from... The old lead singer. The old lead singer, Greg Rowley or Raleigh? Is it Rowley? Yes. Raleigh. Yes. I've heard it both ways, so that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah, Greg. Because um, Neil anyway. Sean actually owns the band and owns the name, and the reason everyone he hates will, he Neil will Sean. Let you know in court. That's where I'm confused because it seems like once Steve Perry started feeling his oats a little bit, he got his own producer, own drummer, got away from the one-word album titles, like Raised on Radio. Mm-hmm. They were going to call the album Freedom. It was going to be Journey Freedom. And Perry said no. Like, he wanted Raised on Radio as the album. I, I've never heard of a band having a tumultuous dynamic before. No. no there's no such thing, right? No. There's, there's, no, there's <laughs> never any drama between. No. So that could be some of the angst between those two. So is Neil Sean owns the how? Uh, well, the um, when that guy left, I think, or when he got kicked, whatever it was, uh-huh. he was the founding guy. and so Neil He quit, was, apparently. He yeah, was like, so I Neil had everything. And so now, like, I can tell you, like, the tour – the next tour going on, I think it started. Yeah, it started. So Neil Sean has a dressing room with a bodyguard, and all the other guys are in a dressing room. <laughs> and you don't really talk to Neil much. I know. Well, do you want to tell the story now, or you want to get into the tell, tell the story. So someone I know, because I've, I've let me just say I lived all over the place because I don't want to get someone in trouble. But mm-hmm. um, was with toured with the band, keyboards, and sang when necessary. And um, this is when Steve's already out, obviously. He's been with him, I wouldn't say recently, but fairly recently. It's Bruce Hornsby. (laughs) It's no one famous. But um, he sang two or three songs every night. Well, two weeks before they got to the particular city I was living in then, um, he was singing six, seven songs a night because the other guy, the guy from the Philippines or... So Steve, yeah, Steve Arnell. Right? Arnell Panetta. Arnell Arnel Arnel Panetta. Panetta. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like Steve. Anyway. <laughs> you were really close. No, it sounds like Steve Perry, I meant. Sorry. We'll agree they on that. They found him on MySpace, that guy. Yes, 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 yes. 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 Okay. He, he was having some throat issues, so they were having this guy sing six, seven songs a night. So they get to where I'm living, his hometown, and he's got like 60, 70 tickets that he got for family members and relatives and people he grew up with and everything. And Neil came into the room and he goes... You're singing all the songs tonight and pointed at the, the Filipino guy. And he's like, but this is, he's from here. And he's like, I don't care. You're fine now. And he walked out. Wow. And to his credit, the guy goes, look, if, <clears throat> if you want, <clears throat> if you want, I can, you know, I can, I can ditch a song and you got to have to pick it up. He's like, no, it's cool. You know, cause he wanted to keep being invited on the tours. Yeah. Cause I make good money, you know, playing the keyboards. Now he was pissed of course, but the next, the next show, you know, a couple hours away, he sang two or three songs. But Neil, it was a power trip thing. Oh, or wow. is a power trip thing for him. He controls all aspects of that band. Well, Neil Sean, one eight seven seven. Top it. track. The door's always yeah. open, right? And this is the second guitarist from Santana, we have to remember. Right. And his shows, too, because I just went to the one in New Orleans last time. He has, well, now it's three. Three different spots in the show where it's a guitar solo. That's like nice. part of the show. In okay. a journey show, like mm-hmm. Neil Sean does, uh, like a six minute one here and like an eight minute one here. That lead singer they have though, it's uncanny. He's amazing. Oh yeah, it's nice ridiculous. guy too. Interviewed him. Oh really? Yeah, super nice guy. Just like Steve Perry, just 
We said he sounds like Steve Perry in <laughs> yeah. his humility as well. Steve was humbled, I'm sure, somewhere in there. <laughs> Let's get into the track listing of Journey, Escape from the Planet of the Apes. What's... On the Scarab. So the album kicks off with an interesting bang. Don't Stop Believing, Stone in Love, Who's Crying Now, Keep On Running, Still They Ride, Closes Side One. Side Two opens with Escape, the titular Escape. Uh, lay It Down, Dead or Alive, Mother, Father, and Side Two closes with Open Arms. So, Scott, without looking at your phone or without looking at your notes, can you name all five members of Journey? Uh, no. Okay. Can okay, you let name, me try can you name uh, one? Steve Perry, okay. Neil Sean, uh, Steve Smith was the drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Jonathan Kane. I don't know. That's it. I'm sure when you tell me, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Well, I can see, see him. He had a great hair. He did. They all they all had yeah. some. They all had great hair. Yeah, oh, he Sean. still does. Yeah, yeah. Saw him on that documentary. Ross Valerie. Oh, Ross, Ross Valerie. Valerie. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Replaced by who? Replaced by, I don't know. Randy Jackson, American Idol. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's, yes. right. Yeah. that's right. From Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He went to Baton Rouge High. Shout out to Randy. And then he did that tour, and he might have done one more tour, but okay, he wasn't supposed he, to be in the band. Okay, but he, he did just play. Supposed to produce. Okay. Because um, he's smart. He made a lot of money producing. and uh, Perry on vocals. Sean. We decided it's Sean, not Sean. Neil Sean. Sk- yeah, okay. Neil Sean. On guitar, Kane, as you said, on keyboards, Ross Valerie on bass, and Steve Smith uh, on drums. Don't we Phenomenal all know Steve drummer. Smith? Yes. Uh, yeah. Love Steve Smith. He replaced the founding member, I think. This was the album before, right? The album before. Yeah. This was, that's what I was talking about. Steve Perry said, I'm not doing another album with the other drummer. I can't remember who it was. It was a, he was a founding member. Yeah. And brought in Steve Smith, who I think is it, it's an upgrade. Oh, yeah. But classic Dick Steve Perry move. Yeah, well. He's the shittier of the Steves in this band. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Did y'all know there was a Journey Escape Atari video I game? I read that somewhere. Oh, my I've never God. Played it. Now that you said that. It looks like a, a weird version of Galaga and Space Invaders, but the intro music is Don't Stop Believing." Oh, of course it is. Oh, but wow. I'll tell you what I do remember. You, you probably remember this. You're definitely too young, but... Thank you. When Frontiers came out, okay. they did a video. They did an arcade video. I remember that one very well. Frontiers. Yes. I remember that one too. That game sucked. Yeah, it sucked. It, <laughs> it sucked probably as bad as uh, Journey Escape. But um, the, when the object, like you were trying to, you were like a, a, a roadie or a bodyguard yes. trying to keep people from rushing from the, the stage. band. Yeah, from rushing yes. to the stage and get the band. It was so yes. bad. Yeah. But I, I remember oh going to God. arcades. That's what we did in the early 80s. I remember that. I was there. Okay. I was born right. in 79, guys. Okay, okay, okay. So you were there when like you were two? Three-year-old. Treat me like yeah. I'm a fucking baby. And that album was, at the time, that was the biggest album right then, too. But what was the big song? It was Separate Ways was Faithfully. on that one. Faithfully. Yeah. It was a good follow-up. Yeah. And it was the heyday of MTV, too. So they were a good live band. You know, the the I mean, the album we're about to talk about, it was the same as the albums before that in that the rock songs were what sold. And then, like, because it literally, Open Arms was the throwaway. It was the last song on side two. It wasn't supposed to be a hit. And when it was a hit, it was like, hey, wait a minute. Because there's, for a rock band, there's way too many uh, ballads on Frontiers. And it worked. It's a great tour song. I know you like a tour song. Oh, you know, I love songs about life on the road. Absolutely. Faithfully might be be the blueprint. Um, And there was a video. Was it a live? It was Mm -hmm. like a live concert concert video. video, Yeah. Yeah. 
Had the bus and everything. Separate ways, not a masterpiece video. Shot in? Uh, it's on a wharf somewhere. In San Boardwalk. Francisco. They were supposed to go <laughs> they were supposed to go somewhere. I forget where it was, and the flight got canceled. And so they were like, screw it. They went to the to the docks, basically over the because they're from San Francisco band. Uh-huh. And they I mean, look, Steve Steve Smith is air drumming, you know, and they're all standing together like and it was literally because they had to have they had to have the video cut by a certain day so that it could get to MTV on the because they were scheduling not they weren't paying you know weren't paying to play but they were scheduling when songs were going to be the song to come out and play at the top of the hour three times a day or whatever yeah. it was uh, and world premiere and all that other stuff and so they just cranked that shitty video out. Well, that explains why they all look like they just showed up and wearing whatever the hell they were wearing. Right. So this is 81. There probably weren't any big... Th- this is was, this was before MTV. 81. 81, yeah. So July of 81 is definitely before MTV. But even, but even, but even at the time, like even into 82, bands weren't spending a lot of money on videos. That, was, that, was that didn't cocaine, really happen until... That was the budget at that time. Yeah, there was right. the, yeah exactly. Yes. That didn't happen until really 84, yeah. 83, 84. Sure. All right. The way this works... Just for Scott, we've upgraded from the top track this, nickel. This is big. That's, you didn't discuss this with that's me. Nice. Is that a dollar? It's a is top that a track. Susan B. Anthony? Is this right, Edgar so, Allan Poe on this thing? Is this real? <laughs> so the way this is going to work, okay. um, normally what we do is when it's just me and Matt, we just alternate. Put all your keys in the bowl. And- it's exactly, <laughs> that's what we're doing for letter K. I'm glad my wife doesn't um, listen to what, this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- what we do is we flip a coin. Well, So the guest will go first. That's That's just... Standard protocol. And then Matt and I will flip to see who goes second. So you're going to eliminate the first song. And for those listening who are unfamiliar with the concept, I imagine we're eight or nine letters in. There might be some people who still don't know. Our goal is to eliminate every song on this album until we're left with one consensus top track. It may not be Matt's top track. It may not be Scott's top track or mine, but it'll ultimately be the consensus. So Scott will eliminate the first song, and then Matt and I will eliminate the second song, and then we'll go. We'll just go in that way. All right, Tails, because Tails never fails. Tails it is. Uh-huh. Did you see that? A guy made a bet a million dollars on the coin, fl- coin flip for the Super Bowl, uh-huh. and on his, on his thing at the bottom it says, Tails never fails. It's because it's uh, true. It is true. It's scientifically proven. There is a safe word, <laughs> and when somebody hits somebody else's top track, like, for example, if Mother, Father was my my top track. Well, then we can't be friends anymore. Then we can't be friends anymore. Yeah. But the, maybe that should be the safe <laughs> word. <laughs> um, what is the safe word? The, I don't know. We haven't decided. What is the safe word? We should have thought about that one word. That's more than we one started. word. I know. We, we, this is, this happens sc- every time. How about we never, Scarab? Since you uh, came up with that earlier for the bug on the album you scraped cover. my scarab how about that it's more of a phrase oh okay let's say that my favorite was mother father if you said mother father then i would say you scraped my scarab and that's all oh, that's okay. all it's, it's like just, sinking it's your battleship a, but makes less sense okay cool but safe word means stop what you're doing this this we're not stopping thing i mean no, i've no, heard we're not stopping I, I we're not stopping really no, no, no. <laughs> that's uh, you know that's true matt you, yeah. that's true we like, just keep we, going we, we just keep going anyway <laughs> <You guys, laughs> we, we, we plow through <laughs> No pun intended. God, all right, that, really that will hurts. all be de- yeah, that will all be deleted. All right, really? um, <laughs> leave it in. All right, um, that's what she said. <laughs> well, now we have to leave it in. Yeah, I think your mic went out, but you said the first one we're cutting is Mother Father, because it's from side two, which sucks. Mother Father.
Why was this the first one off your list? He's literally reading the lyrics in the studio, didn't learn them, and that song is a this is an add-on song. The out al- back then your albums, you needed the first song had to pay for the album, the second song had to pay for the the I forget the there was an order to this way back in the day. You got three hits out of an album, you're printing money. So you want your your but you put five good songs is the goal on every album. This 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 was not a hit. This is a very symmetrical track. Uh, five songs on side one, five songs on side two. Mm-hmm. This is on side two. But explain to us why you don't like Mother, Father, apart from the fact... That, give us the in-universe. He, You can tell, well, even if he doesn't, to me, when he's singing Open Arms, when he's singing Faithfully, when he's singing those songs, sounds like he is into them. And this mm-hmm. one, it's so like... It's like formatted. It sounds okay, okay. formatted. Where'd you have this one, dude? Did this get close to safe word territory? Did. Number three. Whoa! Really? I did. I love when he belts out the mother father part. I like it's got good prog rock vibes. It sounds like a yes song. See it that? takes a long time to get going. It does a long time. I thought it was like different, kind of refreshing. A lot of filler in the middle of this album. This mm-hmm. one was kind of different. Neil Sean has some insane guitar solos in this, in the outro. I had this one kind of high too, I, it, but I had it right in the middle. Like it was, it's the meaty part of the middle. I had it probably five, I think. The first minute and a half, it's a snooze fest, but the song, I think, it has, it has something. something. I, maybe I haven't quite put my finger on it, but it's got something. Maybe it's the Neil, maybe it's Neil Sean. It's like a know. mix of Wild World by Cat Stevens and Hotel California. Okay, I hear that. I just dig it. I hear yeah. the Cat Stevens, now that you say that. It's very I hear similar. the Wild World. I hear that. So, and this is like all five band members co-writing this, along oh, with really? Sean's father. And he name-checks his mother, his father, and his sister. Because they wrote it in the studio. <laughs> That's why they all got credit for this. They needed one more song, and they wrote it in the studio. And studio time was damn expensive back then. This I'm, was the I'm last guessing, song? I have no idea. Oh, you have no idea. That's oh, okay. what it sounds like okay. to me. This is what Steve Perry told him in the hotel lobby. Right, right. And actually, let me look and just see what the the length, the time length on this one. The time the length on this song one. Of the album. It's five and a half minutes. That's too long. That's long. But that's, well, too long. That's, that's too long. That's yeah, too yeah, long. That's too long. No, it is. Not too long for an AOR, but like, yeah, it, it's long. But, yeah, but AORs were kind of fading by then as far as like they were getting more into the singles, which is why Who's Crying Now, Stone in Love, you know, Don't Stop Believing did really well, and then Open Arms later. Yeah. All right. What are the so, songs you're talking about? I haven't heard those. So the first song I'm eliminating, and I cannot believe you didn't pick this one, Scott, uh, Still They Ride. Under the main street light Riding slow This old town 
this one, this to me sounds like the last song they wrote for the album. I mean, this, this no disrespect to Journey, but I fucking hate this song. I didn't like this one Strong at all. Words. This, one's a, this one, I know. I don't think you didn't mean disrespect to Journey. Yeah. This one is like a three wood to my crotch. <laughs> like, I don't Wow. I, am I wrong? Y'all no, don't no, lay I'm, out, I'm don't lay out on me. It really is bad. But. I really like the still they ride chorus part. Kind of like the imagery he paints. It's it's a lot of the imagery from the San Joaquin Valley where he grew up, same place George Lucas grew up and inspired American Graffiti. I just like the choruses, but the rest of the song sucks. This is my favorite song on side B other than Open Arms. Okay. Of the ones on side B. So your your second favorite song on the <laughs> shitty side of the album. Correct. Okay. All yeah. right. Just making sure we're Yeah. I didn't. I didn't scare up anybody's a scarif. No, not even close. <laughs> or scare. Okay, I didn't scare but anybody. If you, if you notice, though, um, it actually has a lot of the same attributes. That song right there, with the the piano into the drum and like this has the, the same uh, exact beat as uh, Faithfully, which obviously worked out for them later. Yeah. After they had a hit with Open Arms. There's a killer solo in here too. As much as you hate him. As much of the douchery that he has. <laughs> There's yes. an amazing solo yeah. in here. Yeah, and you can be a good artist and still be a douche. I mean, I'm, and I'll give you props. I mean, I've, No, no, no. It's one or the other. One you or can't the other. be good at your instrument and, still, and be a douche? You make a good point. All right. Where did you have this one? I had this at number five. Okay. I had it at six. Okay. Okay, okay right. fair enough. So we're somewhat in the same area. All right, Matt, we, you, it is now your turn to eliminate a song. You guys are taking notes and stuff. All right, I'm scratching stuff off the list. That's how this works for audit purposes later. I'm going to go with Dead or Alive. No, wait, Escape, sorry. The titular track. I will say before we get to Escape, the one thing I like about Still They Ride is they put it as the fifth song on side one. So you can flip it over and you flip it over. You don't have to go through Still They Ride. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's, it's actually, as far as track listing goes... Maybe not a bad spot. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I had all the cassettes, too, because I joined the Columbia Record and Tape Club, and I got 12 of them for a penny. And then if you joined someone, you got four more. And so I was up wow. to 200 cassettes from Columbia Record and Tapes, and it cost me okay. uh, $28 or something. I don't want to brag. But that's how I found yeah. a lot of the bands, because, you know, they didn't have 200 good of the bands I liked. Did your parents so, get the real bill two weeks later? See, that's the thing. So my, my fifth grade uh, social studies teacher, Mr. Champion, he came into the class and I was trying to talk a kid into signing up. He said, what you doing there? I told him what I was doing. He's like, okay. He said, here's what we're going to do in social studies today. We're going to learn from this. All right. Mr. Scott Robb here is in the record and tape club. You sign this little contract on the back, but since you're under 18, they can't make any of you pay for this. So if you all sign up right now, you'll get 12 free cassettes. Scott will get four. The whole class <laughs> signed up. So everybody got their 12 cassettes and whatever they Shout got. To Mr. And Champion. no one ever paid a dime. Champion of the people. Yes. All right. So what, what song are we eliminating? Escape. Escape. The You said the titular track. Okay. Here we go.
this song makes me want to escape like right now <laughs> um it's a mean opening guitar riff from sean it's always going to be a serviceable guitar part from sean i'll say that but this could be like any number of kiss songs it actually kind of reminds me of kiss a lot tread carefully He's coming counselor. up i'm not even sure there's a chorus to this they won't take me they won't break me part it's more like a pre-chorus that doesn't go anywhere so i take objection with the song structure there also i take objection with their questionable lyrical composition that switches from third person to first person a lot sometimes within the same verse are you a teacher i'm just a lover of words <laughs> okay, i'm just curious i don't ask for much just pick a perspective <laughs> right on it's going full steam ahead and it's like the crew cranked it to 11 and then jump ship wow what do you guys think yeah, I hate it. Thank you. Yeah, I hate that song. It's I trash. really do. It, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, look, Steve Perry has a great voice. He so he's always gonna have a great voice on all of those. It's just that whole second out, that whole second side is forced. Yes. All right. So now we're down to seven songs. We've eliminated three. And Scott. Um, well, Rat did this song better than anyone ever will. Lay it down. You look like you just went through surgery. <laughs> you okay? All right. Uh, go ahead, uh, Scott. Yeah, it was on the second side, which sucks. <laughs> the whole second side. I mean, um, even that whammy bar? <laughs> well, I was going to say, they did throw in a whammy bar, which uh, you can't see us because it's a podcast. Uh, everyone's face was lit up when that happened. <laughs> um, I just. It was just bad. I mean, I don't know what else I can say about it. I, I'm sure Matt has a poem. Here's what I got. <laughs> Did you isolate these vocals? I, I think my car just started. The rare times that I chew on tinfoil, that's that's my feelings on Lay It Down. Well done. Yeah, yeah. thank you. God. You got anything? I just want to lay this song down and stomp on it. <laughs> it's a lyrically forgettable tale about a protagonist who's really enjoying some live music and some libations. That's all it's about. A lot of big words. Well, I was inspired. And also, what is vertical persuasion? That's a safe word. Wait, wait, what? What is it? <laughs> yeah, that vertical is. persuasion. You guys talk about it as sides, and I listen to it on Spotify. And there's this huge middle section on this album that just sucks. And this is a key component of that suckery. If y'all want technical analysis, did this we, sounds did we ask like for technical analysis. I didn't know we were going want, to TNA. Okay, all right. Yeah. This sounds like a band trying to rock too hard. It it's sounds forced. like it's yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. Forced. It sounds like we are trying so hard to be heavy metal mm -hmm. or whatever. What genre are they? Are they? They're not. I know they're. We consider them now like classic rock and arena rock. But what in the moment you have a better idea probably than us. What were they considered? 
Were they just rock? Yeah, they were rock. Okay. Band. So they weren't heavy it was, metal. It, it was, wasn't like they were, they weren't heavy metal. No, right? God, no. Not even okay. close. <laughs> I know they right. were not, but right. I'm saying like, did they think they were? No. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. They were just, it was rock and roll and it was where rock and roll was actually um, making money and getting some airplay. Um, Cause you know, we're just a couple years before disco was, you know, ruling the roost and th- those bands were all together and they were, they get some airplay here and there. Um, but, um, again, I'm going to go back to, they got their four or five songs that they needed to sell the album and everything else is filler. Next on the list is dead or alive. Okay. Andrew, have we had enough, dude? <laughs> I'm to this fucking song you can play. I, look, <laughs> I play a minute every time, and like I know that minute oh, seemed like a long like time. A long yeah, minute. it did. Um, this what? is another example of a song that sounds like they're trying way too fucking hard to rock. Yes. Like, uh, go ahead. Steve Perry should not sing anything that fast. His all their hits. You can understand everything he's saying. He articulates mm. and he has time between words. That just sounds like someone on speed wrote that. And yeah. he had to sing it really, really fast. And then, yeah, your, your honky-tonk keyboard <laughs> kicking in. It's like, uh, dead or alive, let's go with dead. How is this not the top track turkey? That's, I'm surprised this lasted this long, guys. You got anything uh, on it? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I had a mini list. Uh, it was going to be a little game called Dead or Alive. Okay. Where, oh, yes. Uh, where I quizzed I you guys about celebrities uh, and see if you knew yes. if, they're whether, if they're dead or alive. Okay. Absolutely. I thought okay, that'd well, be kind of mean. Uh, and no, fun. no, no. Mean? Okay. We eulogize better than anybody on That's this show. True. All right. So how is this game going to work? Does he... <laughs> Do I get to steal? Well, he says the name, and then we say dead or alive. Uh, right. But like, do I, we don't have buzzers. We don't have real prizes. Just the first either. person to blurt it out uh, oh, okay. is, is, the, okay. is the victor. Fine. Willie Mays. Dead. Dead. Alive. He's, he's a ripe 92. Let's say, hey, kid. Um, two-time uh, National League MVP. Uh, anyway, sorry. No, Tippy Hedren. Who? Tippy Hedren. <laughs> oh, nice. This is going great. Uh, moving on to the next one. I thought you said celebrities. <laughs> yeah. She's from the birds. Wait, yeah, Tippy ha- the one that got attacked by the, the blonde. Yes. Yes. Got attacked um, by the birds. I'm going to say alive. I- I'm just. <laughs> I want to go with no who opinion. again? <laughs> She's alive. 94. 94. I was noticing uh, a theme bu- here. Buzz 94. Aldrin. Recently dead. Yes. No, he's still alive. 94 years old. <laughs> the family in the front row. Uh huh. He's thriving. <laughs> uh, Imelda Marcos. Uh-oh. She's dead, right? Filipino president. With all her shoes. I don't know. Is that your answer? She's the one with the shoes. What do you think? <laughs> I'm gonna. What did you say? I said dead. There's only no. two choices. I'm gonna. I'm gonna double down. I'm gonna say alive. 
She's alive. Good job. So 90. all of these are alive. It was a trick. Well, that's game. not true. We don't know all yet. We haven't played the alive. whole game yet. Let's get to this last one here. Alive. <laughs> He's right. Eva Marie Saint. No, that's not. That's one of them. No, Mel Brooks is my real answer. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. He's alive. He's alive. alive. I just saw him in an interview. He's alive. Ninety-seven. Yeah, he just came old. out with a movie. No disrespect to the Brooks no, estate. No, uh, but back to the song because <laughs> that went so well. In his game, Alive or Alive. <laughs> I told you I changed it because I thought it was too mean. I told you guys what? this. You wanted to play so it anyway. Just, made oh us gosh. all feel bad. That's the, anyway. that's the lamest game we've ever played on this show. And yet show. you got all of it wrong. Well, so you got three of them. I, I got a couple. Who's right. crying now? Ah, nice tie-in. Um, this is a nonsensical tale about a secret agent who's maybe gotten too complacent in his spy craft. Did you gets, actually pay attention to the lyrics? I did. I did. I, you know, I do the hard work for the listeners. He so was, they don't have to. He's <laughs> gunned down by a heartless woman's 38. I feel like maybe they misunderstand the way royalties work and they thought they got, they get paid by the, the bad secret agent tropes and uh, how many they have in one song. Uh, and this was just, this is just, um, it's just poor songwriting all around. I'm not, I'm not a fan of this at all. Anyway, uh, that's all I got. It's mostly a, a mini game. That was pretty good. Mini game. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. All right. You got anything on Dead or, Dead or Alive? You already said it. I already said it, but it also, maybe Steve hit a line before he went and sang that because yeah. he's going. It does sound like he's going. Yeah. No yeah. holds barred. Yeah. Not the, that I'm saying he just never no, did no, 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 no. Right, right, right. right. To the Steve Perry estate in the front row. <laughs> no, he's not dead. <laughs> so his estate is. Um, all right. So. <laughs> Uh, we are now down to five, right? One, yeah. two, three, four, five. I believe it's up to you. Is it my turn? It is your turn. Open arms. <gasps> what? <laughs> he just threw those, off his for headphones. Those, for those? Oh, and he walked out. Wow. Yeah, um, he's back. Look at that. Through the magic of radio. He closed the door on open arms. <laughs> Man. All right, here we go. Touch my arms. first boob to that song. <laughs> Can't believe you did that. Well, I wasn't there for that. Yeah. So it was a dude. It's okay. <laughs> so hang on. Save that story, Scott, for... <laughs> oh, I was for kidding. For a different show. Mm. Mm. This is me walking across the gym to go ask her to dance. This is all skate? Or is this a slow dance? Is this slow dance? Lying here in the dark Feeling your heart single from the album most successful single uh, off of the original release of the album reached number two on the billboard hot 100 number one on vh1's top 25 power ballads uh i have ne- never understood why the song was a hit strong words uh, Ooh. frame of reference here someone never had a basement party where they got some with that song playing we don't have basements here. That's why, well, dude. There's another that's thing. The that's only wrong with reason this. why. Yes. Well, you were only two years old, so like it would have been cut him a little slack. Would have been inappropriate. Uh, but um, just to give you some frame of reference, okay? Kane was in the Babies, right? Okay. Uh, with John Waite. Yes, and, he was. And, and he said that this song was sentimental rubbish and passed on it. Neil Sean thought this song sucked as well. 
I've never understood why this song is a hit. Uh, it's a skip for me every time, and I just feel like it's that song that's not as good as Faithfully. That's just me. Counterpoint. Okay, so the reason that Faithfully ever even happened was because of this song. Mm, that hurts. Now, <laughs> you're right. It was the 10th song for a reason. They didn't like it, but the listeners liked it. They did, but what do, they know? what do they well, know? That's Well, they're the ones that made them rich. Um, and I didn't, surprisingly, I, I was waiting for someone to say the safe word, scarab, cherub oh, thing. Is this your safe No, this, no. Oh, okay. I, okay. I thought right. that would be surprising, though, that it wasn't. Yeah. To, yeah. to you wasn't guys. wasn't mine. Definitely yeah. wasn't mine. No. Well, I had it at number two, though. We don't have listeners, so we don't know what they're ah, like. You gosh, do. Yes. Because well, that's your day job. Right, right. So, yes. Okay, so you world. had this at two. Interesting question where I had it. I had it at three. Okay. Wow. Great okay, so you had this at two, you had this at three. Uh-huh. Capricorns wow, rise. Yeah. Yeah. Are you yeah. Capricorns? Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Capricorns same unite. Day. January 6th, born yeah. on the same really? day. Yeah. Different hospital. That's same right. dad. Really right. weird. <laughs> we're the, um, what do you call it? What's the Catholic? Um, we're the... Um, the King's Day. King's Day. Mm-hmm. That's right. Huh. So... Bow before us. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's rad for you guys. Here's, okay, so here's where... I don't know who's right in this whole um, holy war between Steve Perry and um, Neil Sean, but for Neil Sean to like bitch about this song and like hold this up as this is the reason why Steve Perry is whatever, mm-hmm. this is the song that made you all your fucking money. Like you're an arena rock band, just deal with it. When do they play it at the concerts? It. It's got to be in the encore. In the encore. You can't have it both ways, Neil Sean. You can't be the purest, like, we don't play this kind of music. We rock. And then cash that mailbox money. And then do two or three ballads in the next album, Frontiers, because yeah. that one did so well. Mm. This song bought his mansion, his pool, all his, his cars. Third wife. Yeah. Joe Perry did the same thing to Steven Tyler. It's like he would stomp his foot every time Steven Tyler wanted to play Dream On. That said, it's pretty fucking soppy. Yeah, that's what I thought I said. I I have a personal connection to the song just because it was, you know, in the seventh and eighth grade dances. I'm not dying. (laughs) Vomiting. I'm dying, um, I swear. And then, like, the the basement parties that, you know, Brian DeCola or Aaron Lett, any of those guys would have. Yeah, shout out to them. (laughs) If that song came on, you you knew you were going to dance with a girl. I like it actually. I had it. I had it high for a reason. It's a good song. If you guys are in a band and your keyboard player, you're, you're writing some songs and your keyboard player plays that riff, y'all are like intrigued. Y'all are like, let's follow that rabbit hole where it where it leads. <laughs> someone, like, <laughs> someone thought it was a good idea. Thank God. Okay. Thank God. Steve Neil Sean didn't like it because there's no big guitar solo in it for him. Yeah. It's why they all have swimming pools and why they don't have to work anymore. Do you think it's a good album closer? Bad album closer? Um. Well, like. You know, like he pointed out, the number of people that didn't like the song, that was the last song for a reason to them. It was like, okay, we're not even going to yeah. get there. Um, yeah, it's true. But it worked out. Some rec- some record guy played that accidentally, and a, some program director at a radio station was like, that. I like that song. <laughs> he meant to play Mother Father. Right, right. <laughs> and something happened. Something happened. All right, so is, is anybody curious about the chart position of Open Arms? 
Yeah, like one person maybe. Go ahead. I thought you told us all that. <laughs> I did, but uh, oh, he I, I'd rather listening? hear from Andrew. He's oh, you already did? You, already t- you told <laughs> us the man? No, 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 no. No, what you got? All right, well, so uh, U.S. Cashbox 1, Mainstream Rock, Billboard 35, Adult Contemporary 7, Billboard Hot 102. You said that, that already? That, that's the only one I had. You have some more nuance to your Okay, New ratings. Zealand 49, Can- Canada oh. 2, Canada oh, Adult Contemporary yeah. 2, Australia 43. These are uh, all time? These are the weekly chart. These are the charts okay. for at that time. Best song, 43rd best song that week in New Zealand. <laughs> 49th, actually. Oh, okay. 43rd in Australia. I like Men at Work. Scott. So I'm next. We are now down to four songs. Keep on running. Mm. Oh, this one make it so the hook oh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't pay him so skip what we get we don't throw a fit did you get enough of it there <laughs> <laughs> well, all right i didn't write down a whole bunch of stuff to say about it so i was like hey play a little bit more of that song but uh so worst song on side a but um it did have you know it did have a hook it did, did try. I would if it was a single. I would never have bought it. Bought it. Yeah, is that a word? Yeah. Yeah. Bought it. It, it was not a single, Mm-mm. which is surprising since there were like five songs that were singles. I don't want to stop the whole showdown, but still, they ride was a single. That was the fourth single on the album. Mm. I don't have chart positions on it, but that was actually they a weren't single. very high. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me why they would run No, granted it was the fourth one. Right. Well, that's just them trying to get squeeze one more. Squeeze you know, one squeeze more. The turnip, yeah. But there's a fifth one that's better that we haven't gotten to yet, which is interesting. But mm-hmm. anyway, I'm going to read you all some of these lyrics, guys. This is him trying to be uh like a Woody Guthrie or something, uh advocating for the working man. Oh, uh, let's hear it. On the line working overtime. Uh, it's a song about the boss man who has a heart of stone, by the way. Sure. They get me by the hour by my blue collar. Ooh, How's that? That's a Bruce poetic. Springsteen is like turning around in his grave. He's still alive, though, right? He is, yes. Okay, he's so he's not he's not turning around in his grave. No. He's turning around. Turning around. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then it definitely shifts, shifts gears to romance, guys. Uh, cruising with my baby. Think we might just maybe find some backseat rhythm and blues. Great, great shift from like his his work to uh, the after work he, shenanigans. He punches that time card, he and he gets in the back seat with his baby. There you go. And you, go. you picked open arms over that. I did. I like the drumming in this. The drum, okay. Uh, the big I like percussion the, uh, guy. There's some some two guitar uh, things going on with some. Always looking for like the positives. I like Counterpoints and like things it. like that. I like it. Uh, all right. So that is. Did you want to bash it some? What's that? Did you want to bash it some? Um, no, I feel like I did. 
okay. like I did. By I playing mean, it? it's 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 a poor man's Darlington County. I mean, if we can Darlington if we County. can pick a real wow. blue collar, very obscure. Yeah, it's yeah, a deep cut. Where's that at? Do you know that's, that song? That's born in the USA, man. Oh, oh yeah, 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 totally, totally. Side, yeah. Oh, come on, you were one. Now it's you. You get Is to eliminate. Yeah. All right, so now we're down to three songs. This is like, now this is like pressure. All right. So, yeah, this is getting serious, y'all. Okay. I am going with Who's Crying Now? I'm not, I didn't hit anybody say for, hit, hit, I didn't scare up the cherub, the, I didn't scare the, scare the carob, scare him. Did I? Yeah. Okay. Who's crying All right. Now? All right. It's been Didn't talk over the song. Caught on one way streets. The taste of bitter sweet. Love will survive somehow, somewhere. One love is the fire. To it. Dude, it's a good song. No, no, no. I'm not going to make fun of this one. I like this song. I do think it's interesting that this was the first single on the album, or the first single to be released. I I wonder sometimes you're the right person to ask this question. Okay. No sometimes it seems to me, especially like in the 80s and 90s, it's sometimes I would wonder why would they release that song as the first single when the better song we all know is really the one that they release second or maybe even third. Who's Crying Now is a great song, but I feel like it's not the best song on the album. So why is Who's Crying Now the first single? Every band's different and every, you know, I mean now they just put them all out and right. it's no big deal. Back right. then it was somebody's call and they didn't have like, they were probably just starting to do those groups where they would you know the focus groups and stuff but they weren't really so it really had to do with who said what in the studio and getting it out there um because they i want to say it came out it came out at the less it than came the, out before the year came out before the no this one came out before the album was released right that's what i'm saying yeah but it so it came out less than a year after the other the other album yeah so, sure. Which is pretty quick. Yeah. Um, they weren't having the traction with that album that they wanted, so they get one out that they have done. Mm -hmm. um, and for uh, me, okay. so I bought the album. Like I said, it was the first album I ever bought. I can remember seeing it before I tore off the uh, saran wrap or whatever that stuff's called, the plastic. There's a sticker in the left-hand corner, and it said, including the hit, Who's Crying Now? So for me, that's stuck in my head. You know, looking back, any of the four songs are great songs. That mm -hmm. for me is personally just my favorite song on the album. Um, this is this is your favorite. Yeah. This is your say for it. Scarab. This scarab, is your scarab, scarab spark thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
it's it's close to my favorite, but it's not my favorite. But the yeah, I just wonder like why there's another song on here that I would have probably put as my as my first single. But you know, but to your point, maybe that song wasn't finished yet. Maybe mm-hmm. it was still being remixed or re, or whatever, and yeah, or wasn't even you know. So yeah, that's interesting that. Um, and it could have, if I remember, departure. Uh, it kind of had the similar sound to departure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but departure had like lights, mm-hmm. feeling that way. Wheel in the sky was in there. No, wheel in the sky might have been on departure. Okay. Yeah, I think that was before this one. Yeah, yeah. So that album did pretty well. That, yeah, but. That's Not interesting. As well as that one. Hit number one in Canada. Uh, hit forty six in the UK, which is interesting. Hit four here in the states. Um, and it's pretty good back then. Yeah, yeah, that's, four is yeah. That's a that's a juggernaut like said, for sure. Kiss that's, only had one song top ten ever. Yeah, yeah, that's no, better that's than other for songs sure. on this album that we haven't gotten to. And the guitar solo at the end of the song is great. Mm. This is oh, yeah. this is a great. Great Neil Sean solos, and I like the kind of minor kind of feel with the verses. It, it, well, actually, it's kind of a minor. It might be minor all the way through the song. It's pretty minor, yeah. This is your number one track. Yeah, so yeah, maybe yeah. We'll so give you, you go. The, the we always defer word. to the guest. Oh, okay. Unless you well, go now. so I will. I would say that. So don't stop believing. Obviously, we haven't got to that yet. But as someone who's been a radio as long as I have, that song plays all the time, and it plays for every single thing. So in my head. I don't like it as much anymore. So at one time, could have been my number one song. Mm, okay. But for me, Who's Crying Now doesn't get overplayed. That's true. I don't That's hear true. it a yep. whole lot. So it's still, you know, when I hear it, I'm not going to change the channel. Um, I'm going to leave it on Eagle 98.1. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, and that and one of the other ones that's left, I'll always leave on. Whereas with Don't Stop Believing, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I heard that. Oh, it's Chiwis. No, wait. Oh, it's it's Bag of Donuts. Wait, no, they're the same. Or are they? No, they're different. Okay. It's your favorite cover band. Right. Yeah. Love them both, by the way. Great guys. Yeah, they are. They're they're good. Um, This song is a vibe, though, y'all. This is like the best 1980s TV cop show theme never written. And like the the bass work. It almost has like a Hill Street Blues kind of vibe to it. It also has kind of like a Rocky soundtrack vibe. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Philadelphia. Ross Valerie's bass line and Jonathan Cain's piano work. I don't think we've talked about like what an integral part of the new journey Jonathan Kane is at this point. You know, you had Greg Raleigh leaving. He was more of an, a Hammond B3 kind of guy rooted in that kind of 70s and 60s feel. Prague almost. Yeah, Jonathan Kane. Deep purplish. Yeah. Exactly. Jonathan Kane kind of modernized this with like electric piano uh, synth. And, you know, he actually wrote the lyrics to this. Um, and, you know, the lyrics are okay. It's about some headstrong lovers that can't seem to stop crying. I don't think we ever get an answer to who's crying now. I don't know if it's a it's question. It's usually an X, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this song is very 1981, though, uh, and, and I just love it. It's a great vibe. Nothing wrong with this song at all. Can I ask where it was on you guys' list, or is that not allowed? It was, it was three for me. Well, yeah. actually, uh, it was it was my third, yeah. Okay. So Yeah, I had this number four. Number four, okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. So. And this was your one? Yes. Yeah. So that means overall, we all like this album. Then, if you like yeah. four of the songs on there, that's a win. I like this album. Yeah. Like we we've yeah. been taking shots. Mm-hmm. Like there's no doubt about it. But yeah. like you guys are mean. I we. <laughs> it's got some pacing issues, but overall, <laughs> sure, it's the, decent. If I could go back and redo the track listing, I maybe don't front load side one. 
several songs on here. I like to make fun of the the songs that we're trying too hard to like show that we can rock. But like apart from those, the, the it's a good album. I like it. Yeah. Um, had a good beat. It was easy to dance to. Yeah, that's all. And hey, I, that's all you need. I never listened to this as an album before. I, I would catch singles on the on the radio, yeah. which I think is what you were speaking to earlier. And I I never listened to this as an album. So this has been uh, kind of a delight because uh, when I first heard it and heard all the crap in the middle, I was like, oh. But then it started to make sense for me, and and it really is a solid album. Thank you I mean, for forcing us to do this. <laughs> no problem. We could like take shots all day long, but the fact is, it sold a ton of good album. of, of albums. We're down, to, we're down to two songs, we're down to two. and you have the dubious <laughs> but prestigious yeah. so honor. Whatever I you tell pick you. now, the right. other one is the top track. Yes, exactly. that's right. He does, he I does. learned quick. Yes, yep. he yep. does have and That's the, why we didn't tell you the rules uh, ahead of time, okay. so, that you, so that you could Everyone's drinking. outplay that's us. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with Stone in Love. You, you, scarab. you, you scarabed my... Yeah, exactly. Uh, whatever. See, whatever see your hell. safe words suck, guys. We're going to work on that. Those crazy nights I do remember in my youth. I do recall those were the best times, most of Good shit right there, man. Damn, dude. That is, that's a vibe. A killer song. This is a, a solid follow-up to another song. Um, you think this album can't get any better, and, you know, it almost does. The opening power chords, Ross Valerie's, you know, walking fluid bass line, um, Sean's guitar licks, the hook, they all make for a killer tune. And uh, it's very, it's... Uh, the bridge comes in and and creates some really cool sister Christian kind of uh, tension with mm, with like nice. the toms. Mm-hmm. My only uh, I guess criticism of this song is like the outro slash bridge. It it should have been a bridge and not like the outro. The it kind of loses focus. Yeah, it loses focus at the end. I think it could have come back really strong with another chorus and could have been a perfect song. But like you were playing that. Um, isolated vocal track from some crap tune earlier <laughs> but do yourselves a favor and go listen to the isolated vocal sound uh, song for this and it's like beach boys level it is perfection uh i just love everything about this song and this is not a single right it was a single it was but it but but it was the fourth or fifth it was it was it was the fourth because the fifth was the song that i couldn't keep on running no, the um, still they ride. Still they, ride. yeah. Still they ride. No, no, I take it back. Still they ride was four. Stone and love was five. That kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. You flip flop those two, right? Right. Why don't you put stone and love? This song says summer to me. Still they ride came out in May of eighty two. Stone and love came out in October of eighty two. 
I would have put it Stone in Love out in May of 82 mm-hmm. and then put Still Day Ride out in October of 82. Stone in Love is would have been a perfect summer yeah. anthem. So, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I back then, I know they, they came up with what they were going to do first, what they were going to do second, and then mm-hmm. usually it was based on the shows because they would so. put the album out and tour. Maybe they so, yeah. Just, you know, like now they'll put an album out and they'll go, hey, go buy tickets to our show in a year, you know, or whatever it mm-hmm. is. They'll sell them all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So maybe the response from the crowds dictated what came out next. That makes a lot That's more sense than what I was thinking. Song. Yeah, but yeah. like a way better song, yeah. like Stone yeah. in Love. And so that, that's kind of like, I had it I'm not two. saying, what's that? I had it at two. I had, you had it at two. two as well, yeah. yeah. Two. What did you have it at? I, it was oh, one. This was your yeah. scare. Yeah. It was one. Yeah. Scarab yeah, safe scarab. word. It was my safe word. Yeah. I wouldn't have, so like if I'm ordering the singles, I think, I don't know that I put this, Andrew loves to do this. I love to do this. Preach. I feel like I put open arms. I'll tell you what, I'm not going to say anything because we still got another song to get to. Did we get your thoughts on this? Oh, yeah, that I loved it. It was number two on my list also. It's it's yeah, brilliant. It's a great song, and it's not, for me, You know, it's, it hasn't been overplayed. One of the reasons I love it so much. Song fatigue as a argument against a song I think is unfair. Like, why should we chastise one song because we hear it all the time? We it's built good. this city. Yeah. Okay. But like, <laughs> sorry, I, I, love, I love that song. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Oh God. Oh, Although man, we talked about how it was like on the the, the list worst of five shittiest songs of all time, by Blender Magazine yeah. or something. Yeah. Yes. And I loved all five of those songs, by the way. I don't have a chart position on Stone and Love. I'm guessing it didn't do well because it doesn't even have its own Wikipedia page. The other ones do. <laughs> Do we want to just anoint the top track for Journey, yeah, Escape? Yeah, Who wants left. to do the honors? Let's let our guest. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> climbing <laughs> up the charts. <laughs> That's pretty good. Obviously, Stone in Love was not the pick, and it's Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> True, but it's okay because it was also in the number one TV show of all time. Sopranos. Sopranos. Yeah. In my that's my personal yeah. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's high up there. Which gave that song a resurgence, mm-hmm. um, kind of like Wayne's World did for uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. um, and just a great song. I mean, and everyone knows it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's just a great song. Yeah. It's almost like. It hasn't hit its crescendo yet because, like, with the Sopranos giving it another life for sure. I don't know the the numbers, but I'm guessing like if you go to a karaoke bar, it's got to be in the top five, top oh, three, yeah. top mm-hmm. two. 
and Scott mentioned Bohemian Rhapsody, and I think it's a, a very uh, apropos analogy because there were several stages of resurgences with this song, like Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, had had Wayne's World, and then the, the Queen biopic came later and just like oh, yeah. sent it into the stratosphere yeah, once again. This song's the same way. You had the Sopranos finale. Then you had Glee. And then people are discovering this song in from new generations. And, and I think we're realizing as a society that like this is maybe one of the greatest rock songs of all time you know how i hate hyperbole i only use it like every single episode um i and i think this song is beautiful because it like there are two camps of people there are people that like hear it on the radio and think it's cheese but love it and there are people who like are just vibing on it and love it and like all the camps love the song and you're right it's been overplayed no doubt about that but i'd never get tired of actually hearing it um i think that piano line in the intro is just one of the most brilliant intros uh ever recorded the way the bass line moves with the chords uh you can't have this song without without um what's his face jonathan kane jonathan kane uh, i mean he wrote um he's he behind the chord progression i'm taking it yeah, i take so it so he he actually wrote the uh the the chorus which as you noted comes at the very end which is makes it a very bizarre song from a structure standpoint he's just the lifeblood of this and you don't have this without him and so i think his contribution to the band at this point can't be overstated and where was it on each of your lists if you don't mind me asking two it's number one for me okay so yeah. it worked out the way you wanted what about you i had it at four four, four. I, and wow. but i love it i love okay. it but again, back to the, you know, I've heard it so much. Yeah. It just kind of slipped. From a song fatigue standpoint, was this blown out in the 80s? It doesn't seem like it was. It doesn't seem like this song really got Mm-mm. blown out until it's weird, but it is mm-hmm. almost like that Sopranos, all of a sudden, it, the, right. that that whole, it's like all of a sudden, and that was kind of right around the time YouTube was getting popular and you, things were going viral and you'd have memes and those kinds of things. And then all of a sudden... You could replay clips whenever you wanted to play them, mm-hmm. and then it was like, "Holy shit!" Like now, don't stop believing is everywhere. I would love to see the mailbox money, oh yeah, chart it, path. Like I would love to see like the dips and like I bet you. In t- when was that um, series finale? That was like oh seven oh eight two thousand seven oh seven. I would love to see the spike after oh seven because I'm guessing that's probably when it really took off. <laughs> But to put it in perspective, this song was number nine on the Hot 100, which is respectable. But like you said, at the time, one, nine, it was just another nine. hit. But now, apparently, and, and I think this is like the number one downloaded song of the 20th century. Yeah, I mean, that's bizarre. It, it's yeah. Not bizarre, levels. but like that's amazing. Yeah, it's not even the most successful single on this album if you're going by the release. Uh, yeah, of the album, that's wild. And we should mention that the chorus doesn't come in until three minutes yeah. and 21 seconds. Also, the first spot where you think maybe a chorus is going to come in is just this Neil Sean, like, kind of a finger-tapping solo that's brilliant, by the way, because it, like, it starts as a whisper, and then it, like, slowly yeah, builds. Yeah, that's it's right. Like, it's like a, a freight train. And it's that's not pre-Eddie Van Halen, but that's right in the Eddie Van Halen range, right? 81? So we're talking yeah. probably that's that Van Halen's... Uh, Diver no, Down see. or Mother... Diver Down would have been 82, so that would have been Fair women Warning and children. Women and Children first. Yeah. yeah. When was so, Eruption? Right around that time. Hmm? When was Eruption? Eruption was, eruption was on, on Van Halen, on, 1. On, on Van Halen 1, 1 in 80, 78. 78, yeah. I actually love these lyrics. Like, I think... They're good. They're, they're yeah, really, they're really good. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
if you want to go to really bad lyrics, and I say this as a fan, <laughs> wait do you get to the V's because Van Halen has some terrible lyrics. Oh, he can be a returning champion. I would love to come back from Van Halen. That's one of my favorite bands ever growing up. All right, well, then you're, you're in for V. Yeah, yeah we're Van Halen. It in. All right. Can we do 84? Whichever one you guys want. Knowledge. No, no, no. You're the guest. No, no. I was the guest for this one. I, no. I, I said Van Halen for V. You guys can pick this, the album. That's true. Well, Scott, uh, thank you so much for joining us and uh, spending some time with us this evening. Where can we find you? Like, I don't know anything about you. I don't know where, <laughs> I don't know where you so work. Real. I don't know where. Yes. Are you on the social medias? <laughs> yes. I'm on the... I'm on the web, as you're on the say. web, as yes. they say. I don't want to brag, uh, but you can listen on our app. Um, so I do the morning show with Richard Condon on Eagle ninety eight point one every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, uh, and then I do the rock shop by myself uh, from seven to midnight on Eagle. It's awesome. uh, all rock, five hours of rock and roll, and uh, every night, every night, Monday through Friday. And um, other than that, I'm probably driving my kid and your kid somewhere, <laughs> or uh, meeting you somewhere where our kids are doing something. Are you on Twitter? Uh, yes, for my because my my day job is I have an advertising agency called Bionic Monkey, uh, and so that's Great Bionic name. Monkey. So BM Scott Rob is my Twitter. Uh, Go follow Scott Rob at BM Scott Rob. Sounds right. Okay, I yeah. think I'm um, on Facebook a lot more. Go follow Scott Rob and go follow us at Top Track Pod on Instagram. You can email us if you have any uh, suggestions for future shows, although don't suggest anything for V, because I think we've got V uh, be two wired shut. What's Van that? Van Halen with David Lee Roth and Van, Van Halen Hagar. with Sammy Hagar. So we could do oh, a two-part. Wow. Oh, we episode. could do. Or what if we did this? What if we did a Van Halen versus Van Hagar? Dude, dude. Huh? Logistical nightmare. <laughs> that might be kind of fun. As long as no one mentions the third singer. That's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gary, Gary Sharon? Mm-hmm. Chiron. From Extreme? Gary Sharon. Mm-hmm. Is he still with us? He's Is he part of the alive. Dead or Alive? He's alive. alive. He's alive. Okay, all right. He just cut my grass. <laughs> <laughs> nice guy. All right. Thank you for having me. I really had a blast. You're now part of the team, so uh, we'd love to have you back. See you tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. Don't stop believing, kids. We'll put a bed back here and a mattress, and you can just uh, crash. I love that. <laughs> all right, thank you all, and have a great week. <laughs>